I understand if you come, if you come Sunday night in the church, you've got to be really hungry for the Lord, because you could be watching football or you know doing something other other things and then just go to the church. But if when we come, we spend our time in God's He honors that. Amen. He said he will always come when we gather in his name. So when he comes, he wants to do something. So let's anticipate and see what he, he wants to do here. Uh, because every moment when we experience encounter with Jesus uh, changes us. You cannot meet Jesus and stay the same. <laughs> you either will reject him or be changed and transformed. Amen. And when, when, uh, when I say I was seeing God's glory, you know, and he thought everything is fine with him until he saw and came into deep worship and uh, he observed the beauty and the holiness of God. And his, his heart was challenged and his whole life was transformed and he uh, understood and realized that the thing that he thought was okay is not okay in God's sight, and he said, woe to me, I'm, I have unclean lips, and God cleansed him, and then he was sent out. Yes. He heard the, yes. wo- the voice of the Lord, you know, whom should I send? So he said, here am I, send me. So the, every time we come we, into the deep worship of the Lord, uh, God wants to, uh, us to experience his glory and to transform, to send us out. He wants to equip us and for us to be extension of him in this world. So, and I want to share with you shortly, and we will pray and see you know, how the Lord leads this meeting from this moment. Um, uh, I want to share about what I, what I think is going on, you know, when, when we were worshiping and pastor was sharing. Uh, recently we had a training for leaders, uh, and we called it the uh, sharpening of the X. Uh, and the ec- uh, Ecclesiastes 10, 10 says that uh, if the X is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Or another says that wisdom can improve that or cha- change the situation. So we've got to have our tools ready and, sh- and uh, sharp because if you cut the tree with a dull uh, so or uh, X, it will take you a long, long time. So uh, what, I, what I feel the Lord is doing, he's sharpening his tools, he's sharpening you to be better, more productive and fruitful in his kingdom. So and I want to share this word with you shortly and then we will we'll pray, pray together, okay? For, uh, for us personally and also corporately for us, for, for the church and for the body of Christ. And it happens that, you know, this, this story is again about Elisha. Uh, it's, it's, I didn't plan it this way, you know. I, I, I was thinking about different direction uh, in this, this afternoon, but uh, still I came to this message about Elisha. So let's go, uh, uh, let's go to Second Kings, and, uh, but now to the uh, sixth chapter. And uh, let's, let's talk about the... Uh, X and you know and I ask I asked pastor you know he, he to bring me the X so he gave me this uh, that's what we use you know we have some unruly member in the church so we have to uh, some heads off uh, you know and bring some people to order 
so I asked him, you know, I said, do you have some people who don't tithe, you know, or this way, just <laughs> let me deal with that. <laughs> uh, so he, he politely it's not so it will be enough. But uh, the story that we have is about, actually about eggs, but not to chop the heads off. Let's read what, what it says. Uh, let's, let's start from the verse, verse 1 and uh, uh, go to the verse 4 for now. The company of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place where for us, there for us to meet. And he said, go. Then one of them said, won't you please come with, us, with your servants? I will, Elisha replied, and he went with them. They went to the Jordan and began to cut down the trees. Let's stop there. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, what was happening, it was the school of, uh, of the sons of prophets. And they, they were expanding. They were, you know, going through the training and they wanted to expand. They had... Uh, their internship, you know, they had to expand their ministry. They, they went, they had to go out and go out, uh, reach out uh, to the world, and they wanted to, to expand their territories where they, they were living. So it was very good intention. Actually, actually, it was confirmed by the prophet. He said, okay, you can go. You know, I bless you. No problem. You have good plans. And it's, you know, it's God's, it's God's plan and God's uh, good desire for us and to expand. Should we change it? Yeah, let me grab this. Yep. Okay. I believe it. Now I will sound spiritual. Uh, you know what? I, when, when God is doing something in your life, when you want to expand in your life, maybe you want to start a family, maybe you want to start a new business, maybe you want to expand in your ministry, whatever it is, uh, God, want, God, wants you, God wants you to grow, God wants you to be fruitful. And actually, he will bless that. And they, they even uh, invited Elisha to go with them, you know, and he, like a uh, sim- symbolic of, of, of the Holy Spirit, symbolic of God in this passage. And uh, he said, I will go with you. I will go with you. And it's very important to see that, uh, you know, that it was uh, when we fulfilling God's will, God will bless it. God will support us and he will join us in, in this endeavor. And it's uh, very important to understand that God wants us to go, to expand, and he will not send us unarmed. He will not sell, send us just empty-handed. They went and they had all the tools they needed. And they, we will find out later they had, an, you know, access and they uh, borrowed them. And the, uh, for first, for Second Peter 1, 3 says that God gave us everything that we need for successful life. Uh, he, Peter says, as, he, as his divine power has given to us all things, say all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Why? How, how, how it comes to us? Through the knowledge of him who called us by the, by the glory and virtue. He called us, and through understanding, growing revelation of Christ, growing relationships with Christ, we are coming into the deeper understanding of His, of His equipment that He gave to us for our life and uh, godliness. And uh, for every area in your life, 
for, for, for your family life, for your business life, for your social life, for your spiritual life. God has equipped us through Christ. And he has given us a lot of very important tools that will follow with us. And they, uh, we, we, we've got to discover those tools. We've got to look for them. We've got to ask for those. And the, uh, there are some tools that are very general and they belong to everybody. And uh, we've got to uh, know them, find them out, and use them. He has given us his presence. He said, I will go with you. I will go. I will be with you every day of your life until the end of the days. My, my presence will be with you. And, and Moses said, Lord, if, if your presence is, will not come with us, just don't lead us. Don't, don't lead us out of here. We want you be with us. Jesus said, you cannot do anything without myself. So he says, I will be with you myself. He gave us his word, that's, that's his equipment. He gave us his word to, to use and to uh, draw life from, to draw correction and direction from, uh, and faith from. He gave us his Holy Spirit. He, he gave us uh, infillment with the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit. He gave us life in the Spirit when we can move and live uh, by him. It's very important not just to be, you know, looking for, uh, for the goosebumps, but, but looking for, uh, but being filled and moved and directed by His Spirit. And it's very important to, to have, have that. He gave us the name of Jesus. He gave us the blood of Jesus. He gave us uh, His promises in His Word. He gave us, uh, he gave us our, uh, our, our hearts were on fire when we met, met Christ and He uh, comes and meets with us. He puts us on fire. He, uh, Jesus, uh, John the Baptist said, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Uh, so He gave us passion. He gave us uh, vision. He gave us uh, our promises. So that all belongs to us. He gave us our joy. He gave us peace, righteousness. So we have all those tools and it belongs to everybody. Every believer has that. And of course you also can have special tools that belong only you know to your specialty maybe you're a plumber you know you've got to have special kind of tools to use you know as you work on plumbing system uh, and those tools will be different uh, from the you know that you use in the workshop on the car or you use to cook some some dish uh, so you've got to know what what you need to do specific work so god will equip you as you grow in him and uh, he will give you specific wisdom and uh, skills and uh, teaching and and the uh, gifts of the of the spirit and we've got to uh, find them out and use them so those guys were equipped to stretch out and to expand verse 5 says the situation was uh, has changed and they were cutting the trees and they were working good work you know uh, everything was fine but verse 5 says as one of them was cutting down a tree the iron axe head fell into the water oh no my lord he cried out it was borrowed you know what sometimes during the work of ministry sometimes during the work in your life in in your in your business in your family in your walk with god just daily walk with god you may lose something and that guy has lost x head from the x and it was not he was not committing sin or adultery or, you know, he wasn't doing nothing wrong. He was doing the right thing. He was building a new place. He was doing the work of ministry. He was expanding. But sometimes, even doing the, while doing the good work, we may lose something. We may lose some tools that we, we were given to do the work. So, 
uh, and it not necessarily through our failure or you know moral uh, moral failure or, or, or sins sometimes we just can overwork sometimes we can overemphasize some things and uh, just um, uh, forget about important stuff and uh, we can lose some some things we can lose lose we can lose our passion or we can lose the importance of the word of god or we can lose uh life in the spirit or we can lose closeness in in, in our marriage and relationships or we can lose the vision in, in, in your workplace. Or uh, you can lose uh, skills of communication with people. Or, or right way to resolve conflicts. And you become sharp and you know, very agitated. Uh, easily uh, you know, easily uh, anger, angry, etc. So we can lose some stuff. And uh, because of that, our work becomes unproductive. And uh, th- that guy uh, obviously stopped his work. He could not work anymore because uh, his exit was was um, lost. And you know what? <laughs> we, we have a good company of people. The Bible is full of the stories about uh, unperfect people. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> he, 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 even, he, even, even a good guy can have a bad day. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I had bad days and they probably will you know, Noah, Noah got drunk one day, and he got sober next day, but he, he got drunk after he left the ark. Moses got upset with the Lord and stroked the, uh, the rock twice and was prohibited to enter the promised land. David, you know, committed adultery and murder. Solomon, a lot of guys, they had their own mistakes. Paul, Paul had mistakes, and you know, uh, Elijah, 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 he had tremendous victory. He, you know, overcame a lot of uh, false prophets. But the next day, he was laying under the tree and asking, you know, in depression and asking God to kill him. Yeah, please God, please kill me. Uh, have you ever asked God, you know, to take you? <laughs> or have you been depressed? Uh, and, and uh, you know, everybody ca- has ups and downs. So, uh, and, and it's, it's uh, and Bible says in John 5, in, in James, James 5, I will put it here. Um, in James 5, it says that Elijah was the man like us, with the same kind of passions and, and troubles. But God listened to his prayer, and he will listen to ours as well. So, um, that guy lost the axe head. But what happened next? How, you know, what, what happens? What, what's God's reaction to that? Where's success? The man of God asked, where did it fall? When he cho- uh, where did it fall? First of all, when God, God knows what you have lost. <laughs> and God knows where did you lose it. He does. But he asks you, where did you lose your passion? Where did you lose your fire? Where did you lose your vision? Where did you lose your closeness in your relationships? Where did you lose your openness and trust? Where did you lose your vision? When, when, God, when we lose something, God is not angry. God is not against you. He's not upset and, and wants to condemn you and you know, put you down. He wants, he wants to help you to find it out and to restore it. And... He's also, uh, he's not also 
ignoring the losses. Oh, you know what? You lost the word of God. No problem. No problem. Just keep on going. Just forget the Bible. Just, just pray. No. He wants you to have it back. You, you, you lost your prayer in the spirit. He's not ignoring that. He wants you to, that to be restored. It, it, because it's important for him and he equipped us with that. So he, he is trying to uh, bring us back to the right track. In, in Jeremiah, we will not go there, but in Jeremiah 18, you know the story when uh, the potter was doing the, the vessel out of the uh, clump of, play, uh, of clay. Yeah, he, was, he was forming the, uh, the vessel and it turned out to be bad you know something was wrong with that maybe it was cracked or you know deformed so but he did not throw that piece away what he did he started to work on it again he started to work on it again sometimes it happens even in people's lives when even you know even through a long time maybe something didn't happen something didn't work out some somebody fell somebody failed Somebody failed in ministry. Somebody failed in marriage. Somebody failed in relationships. Somebody failed in his work with God. God doesn't want you. God doesn't want you to put you in, in, in the trash. He is not throwing you away. He wants to deal with you. He wants to put you back on the circle and the, uh, on the wheel and start massaging you again, you know, and taking the wrong stuff and hard pieces and the uh, empty places and the air out of, out of clay and form you again. He will not throw you away. That's, that's what I like about Jesus. He is not throwing people away. He is in restoration business. That's, that's his heart. And the, you know what? He is, he, his heart is to restore people back. When, he, when Jesus was uh, walking on the water, you know the story, and the, Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, just Tell me to, to walk on water to you. He said, go. So he started to walk and he saw the wind and the waves and he started to sink. Uh, so, you know, uh, Jesus walks in water and he sees Peter, you know, sinking. So he comes. He didn't say, hey, you little faith, go down. Andrew, come over here. He also didn't took him by hand. Okay, I'll help you. And started to drag him to the boat, you know. Okay, guys, receive this poor thing. Make him dry. No. He put him out and put him right beside himself. Right beside himself while he was sinking because of his failure, because of his unbelief. But he restored him. And they together walked to the boat Hallelujah. I like that about Jesus. He's not dragging you around in your life. He's restoring you and helping you to walk, to fulfill where, even where you fell. So he is in the restoration business in our lives. Also, Luke 1910 10 says that he is in another uh, uh, research business. It says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what he came for. He didn't come to give us, you know, new religion. He didn't come to give us good feelings. He came and to search and to save those who were lost. Myself and you, we were lost. 
And, but there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people who are still lost. And he is still in that research and restoration business. Hallelujah. And if we are his, we belong to that business. We belong to that you know, purpose. We belong to that vision. We are to be on that search with him. To be searching for those who are lost. For those who are draining and sinking. And we are to be his extension. His hands that raise people up. And help him, them to be uh, restored to the Lord. Let's, let's, uh, let's proceed in the text. So when he showed him the place, what happened? He, uh, he asked, where did it fall? It's, it's, uh, it, uh, and he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick, a piece of wood, and threw it in there. And he made the iron float. Hallelujah. What happened? He brought him back to the place where he lost his axe head. The very thing that God gave us, you know, to fulfill the work, we may lose. So he brings you back to the point, maybe to the point in time, maybe to the point in your life, where you have lost your passion for him or your passion for unsaved people or your passion for the body of Christ or for the holiness or for whatever. And then you come with him. And then he does the work. What happened? He threw the piece of wood. <laughs> we mentioned the piece of wood in the morning when Moses threw it in the uh, bitter water and it became sweet. And it was a miracle. So iron doesn't float naturally. <laughs> Usually iron doesn't float. But in that case, what seems very illogical, unnatural, happened. God loves to do unnatural, illogical things. <laughs> restoring people, restoring the losses. That's what he loves to do. He, he loves to disappoint the Satan. He, he loves to discourage him, you know, and bring to nothing his plans. And uh, he says that, you know, he, wa he wants to take you by hand and to bring you back to the place where you have lost something and, uh, and uh, help you to restore that, that lost stuff. In Isaiah 61, 7, it says, For your shame you shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. God says, I want you to be restored. I want you to come back and again, again it's cross-centered. Again it's Christ-centered. It's not self-centered. It's not even business or church-centered. It's cross-centered. That's what, that's what we are bringing the church into, you know, to, to the Christ-centeredness. When Christ is a center of our walk, Christ is to be our, our utmost model and the and, and purpose in our work, a spiritual work, Christ-likeness, that's what God is, has saved us for. Yeah. He didn't just save you and just, if you, uh, if you are just to be saved, then ask God for a stroke and, and go to heaven. But you, he kept you alive, and you still have life. And <laughs> what are you here for? He's forming you. He wants to be you to be in, transformed into the image of his son, because he is the firstborn, 
and he wants to manifest the glory of his son in us and through us and uh, for, and uh, you know for us uh, the word glory and uh, you know something mystical you know and uh, majestic and mystical you know beams and lightnings you know and clouds and everything but but first of all his nature his image in us is expressed through his character and through his uh, through his attitudes and through his walk and then through his actions through his deeds because he said if you believe in me you will do what i did so as he is so we are in this world first of all through his character in us the fruit of the spirit not of the flesh the fruit of the spirit and uh, the, his character his life his you know lifestyle and his mindset and his attitude toward people and then of course out of that he, it is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. It comes out, you know, different manifestations of God's glory. Hallelujah. So, Serge, would you come please and pray? And uh, uh, he is bringing us, every time he brings us back to the cross. And regardless, is it about, uh, whether it is about our lives or our marriage, or our church or our society one of the recent messages that i gave you know we are, we are forming the culture of the church i started to teach and to preach about the culture of the church important of the culture of the church not just only vision but the culture of the church and one of the aspects of our culture is christ-centeredness uh, and uh, we, we have to perceive ourselves through christ we have to perceive God through Christ. First of all, we have to perceive and approach Him through Christ, because without Christ we are lost. But Christ is intercessor and advocate, and He a mediator. And we have to receive ourselves through Christ, in Christ, and we have to accept other people in the church, the body of Christ, through Christ. Bride of Christ is not perfect. We church does a lot of mistakes a lot because it consists of unperfect people have you noticed that people are unperfect around you if not just pinch somebody and you will see that uh, church is not perfect but we have we've got to see the body of christ by his eyes and it's it's very it, sometimes it's very difficult to have the eyes of christ just you know seeing the people knowing them and the more you pastor, the more you know people, real people, real stuff. <laughs> the more you can be disappointed. But as you gird your mind, you know, with the word of God and his attitude, the more you understand how God sees the church, sees the church and then the humanity. See through the eyes of Christ. People in, around us, they might look prosperous, they might look successful, they might look independent and self-sufficient, but they're empty and desperate and uh, uh, lost and without Christ as sheep without shepherd. So Christ said, please pray the master to send out laborers. So as we, you know, as we stay Christ and cross-centered, it shapes us, it shapes our personality it shapes our personal work it shapes our ministry and 
our churches, our families. So that's what I would like, to, you know, for us to to pray tonight about. Maybe you may need to restore some of those tools. Maybe some of them you had and you have lost. Maybe you have lost understanding and your devotion to the Word of God or to your spirit life or you have lost the importance of the blood of Jesus or maybe you have lost your joy and your passion in Christ and you used to have it and now it's gone. You just perform. You just go through the motions. God wants to restore that and He can. Or maybe you quite new in your faith and you maybe you don't know those tools very much about those tools yet so you want to go uh, for this in, in the search for those and say God please show me equip me train me and uh, let us pray that we would be you know refreshed in that and uh, that our lost ex-heads would be found and ask God to do that supernaturally. Sometimes you even may not have faith that that stuff can be restored. You may be so long, for so long in the, in the dry place that you don't believe that you can be flourishing and fruitful again. You may lose your faith, but God has not. Bible says, even if we are not faithful, He remains faithful. Hallelujah. He is faithful. He is full of faith. Hallelujah. He believes not in you. He believes in His Spirit in you. He believes in His Son in you. And He knows that it is enough. So, let's just come to Him. And, and, you, and you, if you can, you know, cry out as that guy, Hey, Master, I, I have lost something. You know, and it didn't belong to me. I borrowed it, and I have nothing now. And now, now I am a debtor. You know, I, 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 I have nothing to return. But let him take you to the place where you have lost that.